ConjureMan.com in Mission Viejo, California, and special co-host Lady Muse of HouseOfSelfEmpowerment.com in Victorville, California. This week, we'll be joined by a special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, John St. Germain of JohnStGermain.com in Knoxville, Tennessee, bringing us today's topic on psychic in the modern world. Afterwards, they'll take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or rework as divine and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooist of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the dome, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Conjure Ben Ali and Lady Muse. Conjure Ben Ali? Thanks for that lovely introduction, Papa Newt. Uh, I am Conjurman Ali, and I'm excited to uh, have you all here on this lovely Sunday afternoon. Uh, Miss Cat is away. She's busy doing some really uh, interesting work, uh, writing and editing and all sorts of good stuff. So we wish her well and a productive day, and we hope to have her back next week. Um, for those of you that have been uh, following along the kind of crazy news of the the nation, if you will, weather-wise, we are living in some bizarre, bizarre times. Um, there are reports of, of crazy snowstorms in the Northeast, a whole new kind of blizzard showing up uh, in the coming week. But for those of us living in Southern California, we have faced a deluge, a deluge of, of rain that is so unexpected after years of having a, a drought, a very massive drought, um, and where there was serious concerns about our water reserves and resources. We are now facing such a, a massive kind of shift in, in the weather that uh, there are reports of the Russian River up in Northern California flooding and so there are people who have experienced uh you know the you know floods in their hometowns uh Guerneville has has had it uh, Sonoma County uh, uh even Forestville well, good news is that uh, Lucky Mojo and Miss Cat they're all fine and safe but other people have been affected by it uh, people in our community friends family who've had their houses flooded, who've had uh, their livelihoods impacted by by the uh, rain. Um, and if you go to the Lucky Mojo Facebook page, there has been posted a several GoFundMes uh, to help support the community and help support the people who are uh, experiencing these floods and who can, um, you know, who need a little bit of help. So there is actually a, a GoFundMe. Uh, Papa Newt has also posted it in the chat. For those of you that are listening in on your phone, we have a chat log that you can uh, catch live 
or after the fact, it's posted at the forum. Be sure to check that out and go to the GoFundMe. And if you are willing, any small amount can help uh, people who are experiencing this. I mean, uh, this is the kind of reality that we're living in right now. Climate change is real. That seems to be a radical thing to say, but it's true. Climate change is real, and that just doesn't mean that you know, people often don't understand the, the difference between climate change and global warming or, or whatnot. And they go, oh, well, it's raining and snowing. It can't possibly be global warming. Not understanding that the heating up of, of the water, particularly the oceans, then produces moisture in the air, which then creates these massively intense rainstorms and snowstorms. So we're living it through climate change. It's not something that's happening in the future. It's happening right now. Uh, and it's having very averse effects on people's everyday lives. We're just not ready to deal with this. So um, I think it's important for us to come together as a community. This is our little PSA, if you will. It's important for us to, to come together as a community, help one another out, especially those that are affected by climate change, whether it's floods or snowstorms uh, or fires, to help one another out, but also to organize for uh, environmental justice and to organize for uh, climate change. It is the kind of pressing uh, matter of, of our generation and will remain so for the next few decades. It will determine whether we continue to have the lifestyle and civilization that we do or we don't. Um, so if you ha if you have it if you have an opportunity please check out the GoFundMe and help out uh, the victims uh, who are currently dealing with it. If nothing else, be sure to light some candles, say some prayers, uh, and and you know come together as a community in this in this time of need. So the PSA over. We are joined today by uh, two very exciting people. First, Lady Muse who's going to be stepping into Miss Cat's shoes as our substitute uh, co-host. We're very excited to have her. She's been a regular guest on the show and a fan favorite. Uh, Brought has some phenomenal topics, but today she'll be stepping in wearing a slightly different hat uh, as a co-host, <laughs> and so we're excited to have her on here. Uh, we also have John St. Germain of uh, the Missionary Independent uh, uh, radio show programs. Uh, she, he, he hosts the Crystal Silent League. Uh, he is a uh, famous crystal gazer and works in the new thought tradition, uh, works with uh, stones, works with rocks, does really brilliant readings, and he's been on our show before with some interesting topics as well. So we're very excited to have him here as a guest. Before we bring him on, let's check in with Lady Muse, see how things are going in her neck of the woods. Lady Muse, welcome. So glad to have you here. Uh, let us know what's what's new in your in your world. Well, good. Hello, hello, hello. It's good to be here, Conjure Man Ali. Good to talk to you again and uh, be on the show with you. Um, yes, I was thinking about what you were saying about the climate and the weather. It's been some crazy weather up here as well, but it's been a little, you know, we've been excited about the little snow. Can you believe it? Up here mm -hmm, in Victorville, mm -hmm. in the Victorville area, yeah, we had a couple snowball fights out this way. Um, we don't get that too often, but I guess uh, that song, It Never Rains in Southern California, I guess we need to change it now, right? <laughs> I <laughs> know, it's right? <laughs> <laughs> it's snowing. Yes. So in, in addition to having a time in the snow, you know, we still want to be praying for those uh, in Northern California in the flooded areas and make sure that uh, we're, we're praying for their safety and that they uh, have resources and help available to them. And also, um, on, on another note, you know, I'm, I'm very um, – uh, uh, 
uh, a particular when it comes to the children. And we're, we have mm-hmm, our mm-hmm. prayer group uh, of people that pr- help pray for these babies. We had another baby uh, mm-hmm. that was reported that was seven months old that died. The, the mother killed oh, the seven-month-old, threw the 18-month-old out the window, and then jumped out the window. Thank God that the 18-month-old suffered minor injuries, but the seven-month-old died. So that's baby Ortega. So make sure we're setting our lights, you know, uh, for justice and peace for that baby. And also there was one more that was uh, quite disturbing, a six-month-old baby, a baby Farron. That mother threw the baby out the window. I mean, you know, that spirit doesn't seem like it's just traveling from state to state, Conjure Man Ali. So we want to make sure. That we are definitely setting light and being advocates uh, for these babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tragic and, and, and utterly uh, heart wrenching. Yeah, set our light, yes, say our is. prayers, uh, and and you know pray for healing. This is a world exactly. that needs healing exactly. and, a people, yes. and a people that desperately yes. need. Thank you for for elevating that and and bringing this to our attention, so that anyone who's listening to the sound of your voice, to the sound of our voice, can hear it and hopefully join us in in prayers for for healing. Absolutely. Thank you, Absolutely. Uh, Lady Muse. Let, let's bring You're on uh, John St. Germain. Let's do a, a quick um, uh, hello, welcome. Glad to have you back on, John St. Germain. It's always fun uh, to have you. Let's see what's new in your neck of the woods. We'll do just a quick update for people who don't know who John St. Germain is, likely living under a rock. Tell us a little bit about what you've been up to, and then we're going to dive into our discussion. Oh, well, thank you. Thanks for having me back again. I always love being on the show. Um, well, mostly in East Tennessee, we're trying to stay afloat. Um, we have, mm-hmm. uh, oh gosh, floods. Uh, <laughs> literally, people are getting around in boats. Uh, we tried to get out of our street, and we had to go down four different streets just to get out to the main street. And uh, we saw people floating around in boats. There was one guy, you can see him on the news if you look in uh, Knoxville News, floating around on a big pink flamingo. He made national news. And uh, oh, wow. uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't have because, you know, when you're looking at floodwaters like that, the sewage is mixed with it. And I, I just thought, you know, God saved that guy from dysentery and stuff. Uh, but um, people were getting around in rubber boats and stuff to go to the groceries. Wow. You know, many many wow. of our major wow. roads were inaccessible. Uh, and we weather, had some deaths. Where, yeah, the weather's oh, crazy. Wow, where yeah. people were trying to drive through the water, standing water in the street, and the car flipped over, and we had we had like four yeah. deaths from people trying to do that. So ne- never try to do that. Never try to yeah, do that. Yeah, please don't do that. But you're, the weather, it's, and it's not just in California, as you've rightly noted, but just nationally. It's you know, it seems like we've pissed off Mother Nature. Like, well, let's be real, we pissed her off. And she's, she's oh, yeah. letting us know because this is yeah, yeah, the right. And it's yeah, it it yeah, to give it. us a something because this got to stop. Oh, yeah. At the same time that we're having floods and, and massive cold here in, in uh, the United States, sinkholes. other places, particularly, yes, yeah, sinkholes. They have a global, in the global south, you have record high temperatures. I mean, we're talking about just a few, uh, uh, a few months ago, they were talking about, for example, in Tehran and Iran, that it was the hottest you know, day recorded ever. We're talking about like 130 hmm. degrees plus. 
uh, sweltering weather. So this is a, this is a very strange time to be alive, it's a, and and the weather well, seems you to be reflecting it. So when uh, BP was pouring billions of gallons of oil into the ocean, oh yeah, um, I was oh, I, I was remember, watching that yeah, with horror yeah. because I said there's going to be a, a ripple effect of that killing uh, all all that ocean uh, flora and yeah. fauna. Um, I said there's about five to ten years after that. I said there's going to be yeah. a, a there's going to be an effect on the Earth's uh, environment and weather mm-hmm. that we're going to feel. This I said that's going to leave a mark. I remember watching that horror. I said they they've got to cap that. They, you can't pour that much mm-hmm. pollution into the ocean without mm-hmm. an effect. That's the ocean mm-hmm. produces the air we breathe, a significant yeah, amount yeah. of it, and. And oh, I mean, yeah. You can't do that. You just can't do that. Every day that that was passing, I, cold chills went up my spine. I said, "This is not a this yeah. is not a minor thing." And I said, five no, years, no, eight I years, mean, ten years. We're going we're going to feel this, and the, the well, reality is melting. All this other stuff. Mm. Yeah, the reality is that the climate change is, is really fundamentally the the civil rights issue of our generation. It's going to be uh, just the reality of it's going to be the, the either we mass mobilize for it and deal with this thing. Uh, or not, it's it's going to be the, but it's the pivotal one. I, if you yeah, had to ask big, me, it'd be too, it, it's the climate one. change and data and data privacy. Those are the kind of two things that are going to be <laughs> yeah. our generations. That kind of thing. So, anyways, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to cut this off. This is a topic in of itself. Climate change. It, it could be the topic of our program if we don't, if we don't watch <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I know. There but you maybe, go. There maybe you that's, go. Yeah, this is incentive for. Incentive for John St. Germain to come back and Lady Muse to come back, and we have another conversation about climate yes. change and the role of yes. spiritual workers. So we'll we'll put a pin mm-hmm. on this, uh, but we really want to talk about the discussion. And I'm going to do a quick uh, introduction. I'm going to turn this over to John St. Germain and Lady Muse. Um, John has presented a sort of topic, and that is uh, psychics in the modern era, and by which we mean the kind of psychics more broadly defined, spiritual, you know, guides, uh, psychics, seers, etc., and how people. People perceive them in the modern, their experience in the modern era, and how, what that tells us about the kind of uh, longer history here. The word psychic itself is a relatively modern word, but the concept is much older. In the same way that, say, clairvoyance is a modern word, but uh, the concept is much older. We have, uh, from time immemorial, people who were referred to as seers and prophets and oracles and sibyls, um, people who were referred to as fortune tellers even. Um, and a variety of different kind of names for them. And some of them are very nuanced. They mean different things. A fortune teller has a certain particular connotation. A prophet has a particular connotation. A seer, another one. So they have some nuances to them, but they have also been used interchangeable. And the history of, of psychics in, in kind of world history has always been a kind of complicated one and one that is determined by various cultures. So, for example, fortune-telling and predicting the future is still considered a very important and venerable tradition in South Asia, Southeast Asia, in some places in Japan and China. So in Asia, South Asia, and Southeast Asia, you still find these traditions as very important and venerable. I used to remember watching a lot of food programs, Japanese food programs, and almost always they would have one of the judges would be a psychic, a fortune-teller. Um, and that was not considered a negative, didn't have a sort of negative connotation in the same way that you would say a fortune teller today might have in, in the U.S. might have a connotation of maybe a scam artist or someone who's ripping you off or whatnot. Uh, and, and this 
relationship is also historically contingent. We find that in certain periods in European and Mediterranean history, psychics, fortune tellers, or whatnot had very important uh, roles in society. So, for example, geomancers and astrologers were all the rave in medieval and Renaissance Europe. It was a very common thing to do if you were wealthy to go and seek out a geomancer or an astrologer and have your horoscope read. It wasn't viewed as particularly negative, um, but it was viewed as a sort of something that you did. It was a spiritual science. But things did start to shift with the Enlightenment and post-Enlightenment period. We see in the 19th century, for example, a series of sweeping laws that banned fortune-telling in particular. So we saw that that fortune-telling was criminalized. And this is what some uh, historians of the supernatural, historians of the metaphysics will argue is the uh, psychological turn, it's called, by which most psychics and fortune-tellers started to do more pop psychology of sorts or pseudo psychology that is that they would pull cards they would read horoscopes to tell people's personalities and less so predicting of the future but things have changed yet again and so now we're starting to see a much you know in the modern era shift again towards prediction and fortune telling so it's a complicated history it's a messy history but it tells us um, I think it's an important topic and an interesting topic and it tells us something about our society the relationship that they have with such Okay, so with that history kind of briefly sketched out, very briefly and very roughly, let me turn this over to John St. Germain uh, and see what his thoughts are on psychics in the modern era. Well, that was that was a tremendous uh, synopsis of the uh, yes, of the issue, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, it was. Um, go, you know, going back in ancient history, when you think about um, about seers and things, we, we we have to look at. Would you wouldn't you think Jesus Christ falls into that category? Um, and uh, Apollonius of Tyana, who was actually and people don't know this, but uh, Apollonius of Tyana was a rival of Jesus Christ. His followers tried to put yes, him he's a up, contemporary. Yes, a contemporary, and was a rival. Uh, his um, mm-hmm. followers had temples to him, and were trying to say that Jesus was a fraud and Apollonius was the real deal. Um, there was a there was a um, um, a rivalry. So that even in those days, um, there was c- competition. Um, and Apollonius mm-hmm. of Tyana was uh, was was a fortune teller. Uh, people would send scrolls to him that were sealed with questions, and he would send answers back with the sealed scroll. He you know he was a clairvoyant. He was a diviner. And um, we had the Oracle of Delphi, and these people were important. Kings, mm-hmm. uh, um, um, rulers would consult them, and the woman of Indor, you know, they say the witch of Indor, yeah, the witch of she was a witch, right? The woman of yeah. Indor, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, uh, so these people were very important. Um, the um, uh, so as history goes, then, then they were so feared by the church. The church destroyed whole fa- whole bloodlines of uh, wonder workers. Mm-hmm. In the purges, um, you know, the German Inquisition destroyed whole villages uh, during the Inquisition. Mm-hmm. So, does that happen today? Um, in some countries, yes. People of extraordinary powers are still persecuted in some countries. So, mm-hmm. yes, certainly, that's certainly true. Yes, yeah. And so, and, and in modern, modern, there's an. In- I just want to just quickly before I finish, but it's also true that the church 
also absorbed some of the practices. So in some instances, it was a sort of attempt to consolidate the authority in just the church and church alone. So you find, for example, that, that unsanctioned prophecy, et cetera, and oracles mm-hmm. were banned, but the church also became the center of uh, astrology and the center of geomancy. Mm-hmm. So they absorbed some of it and goes, okay, these are the official ways of doing it. Those unofficial ways, those are bad, and we need to eliminate it. you got to do it from so our platform. Go on. Right. You've got to do it from our platform, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, the church began to see um, the folk magicians and prophets as uh, as rivals, um, and uh, you know said, okay, we we can have prophets, but uh, you know the pagans can't, and there became a rivalry. Mm-hmm. And uh, you see that to this day, where even though there is a lot of divination in the Bible, um, divination is is condemned. So in modern society, mm-hmm. uh, uh, palm readers, uh, tarot, etc. Are um, often outcasts, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know if you go into a so-called polite society and, and say, "Oh yeah, I'm a psychic reader, I'm a tarot reader," uh, you will get a mixed reaction. I mean, I mean we know mm-hmm. this, you'll get a mixed reaction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I, if, you want, if you want personal stories, I can tell you that. Um, Several times a year, I, before I became a grandfather raising a kid, um, I used to go to the Metropolitan Opera in New York. And one time I recall uh, in the 90s, I was standing there in my tuxedo drinking wine with a whole bunch of people. And we were talking about opera. And everybody was very interested in what I had to say about opera. I'm very knowledgeable about opera. And uh, someone, said, someone said, oh, are you a music teacher? Are you a musician? I said, no, I'm a palm reader. And the temperature mm. in the room dropped 10 degrees. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure it a lot did. Of people, okay. And many people just kind of walked away, except for one woman mm-hmm. who was very interested. Mm-hmm. And she said, I've always been mm-hmm. interested in that. And she stood there and talked to me. So out mm-hmm. of about 12 people who were talking to me, one person uh, – Showed me, you know, I mean, the temperature dropped 10 degrees. And the thing is, I, you know, mm-hmm. I'm used to that sort of thing, and I have a, a fairly thick skin for that sort of thing, mm-hmm. um, because you know I've been doing it since I was nothing. But um, you, you'll get that reaction. So, um, uh, uh, a very wise person, that is my father, said, you know, don't don't hide what you do. Your, you know, your people right. will find you. There'll be there'll be there'll be people that will that will say you're a charlatan, you're a fraud. Um, you're a devil worshiper and all this other stuff, but your people will find you. So, mm-hmm. and um, so, uh, I, I just wonder what you guys think about this sort of thing. That we are the yeah, outliers. Uh, yeah, the, well, the further along well, you walk this kind of path, you're going to leave people behind you. Well, that is true. Yeah. I, I yeah. totally agree. But you know, I wanted to um, touch bases about when you were talking about the Bible and um, mm-hmm. uh, divination in the Bible. Yeah, they did have mm-hmm. pieces. Like for example, the ephod that was the breastplate, and what they did was they asked the spirit, which was actually God, okay, a question, and then mm-hmm. those those stones would light up in a certain way. So that is a form of divination. Yes. That was a divination yes. tool. Mm-hmm. And so the and like mm-hmm. I was speaking with uh, Conjure Man, I said um, that it depends on the platform. You know, a lot of times uh, uh, people don't know that 
it's all the same. And, and yeah, we're probably going to get a lot of ridicule from somebody saying, oh, she said it's all the same. It's not. Yes, it is. It's one God, and we all have different paths in order to get to them. Now, prophecy is prophecy. The gift is the gift. Either you can see or you can't see. It doesn't matter what platform you use it. It depends yeah. what happens is, what are you using it for? Are you using it to help the people? What are you using it for? So we don't have to be in one box in order to use our gifts. Okay, and yes, people do yeah. fear what they don't understand, and you know how the media portrays everything, you know, and 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 not to down the media, but it, a lot of entertainment for entertainment purposes, we're portrayed to be evil. It's a bad thing or a taboo or mm. you know, oh, you know, it's the skeleton key stuff like that, you know. So, but it's not a lot of the traditions in um, the various cultures are beautiful. It, it's, it, they're beautiful. Yeah. The religions are beautiful. You know, it's just a matter Certainly. if you don't understand it, then do the research before you bash it. You know, everything yeah. is part of the foundation to the truth. It, 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 we all have a piece of the puzzle. And there's so many bigger things that we could be working together on versus working against ourselves, fighting on whose religion is the, is the, is the, is the truth or who's not the truth or who's doing the right or who's doing the wrong. I mean, even mm-hmm. when we're practicing, you guys better jump in there because you know I'll get to going and Conjure Man said don't be long <laughs> no no this is good this is good but you're you're absolutely, you're absolutely right here and I think I think what we're oh talking about here is that the Y'all there's different started. approaches. <laughs> there are different kind of responses to the, the so-called psychic, right? There is exactly. uh, a right. There is a what I would call a, a regulated response, and this generally comes from the religious communities. Uh, the religious beliefs uh, are spiritual in nature, and so they have some notion of spirituality. And the answer for them, or the response generally. The, the response to them from the generally is like our spirituality is the way to do it uh-huh. and everything else is considered magic. This is the difference really fundamentally between religion and magic. So only, only if we don't practice on that on that platform. Why? Uh, right, right. Well, there, there's right. at least Spiritual 20 bad. verses in the Bible that right. the support divination. Daniel, Joseph, um, exactly. uh, right. in there, Matthew, there, Mark, there Luke, John, Psalms, Proverbs, there's a exactly. lot of there is. Now, there's a specific there type but, of divination but, but Hold on, hold on, guys. Hold on. Freeze, okay. freeze. Hold on, hold on, okay. hold on. <laughs> Y'all got to be way excited. You've got to okay. let me finish. All right, stop. Okay. Listen, okay. listen okay. to what I'm saying. <laughs> it's important to recognize people from their perspectives, why the skepticism exactly. exists, all right? So there's two mm-hmm. Forms of skepticism is, is what I'm identifying here, and it's important to recognize them because they are very different and nuanced in their approach. And there's religious skepticism, and this is because there is spiritual regulation. Our forms mm-hmm. are official. Every other form is unofficial, and those that are considered unofficial okay. are magic, sorcery, evil, etc. This is not unique to Christianity, Judaism, Islam. This is from time immemorial. Mm-hmm. Uh, ancient Roman practices, the form of augury, in which you would uh, interpret the omens of the uh, uh, birds, whether you had a chief augur or a flamen or whatever who would do that interpretation, that's divination. That was considered acceptable. Mm-hmm. But if you were to go and seek someone who was, say, from the cult of Mithras or from the cult of Isis, who was also part of the Roman world, that was considered sorcery mm-hmm. or magic. Why? Because it wasn't part of the official state religion. So that's one approach. It's not unique to Christianity, but it is a longer, uh, older form of skepticism. Who made the official and the unofficial part? Who made that? Who came this, up with uh, that? 
this is this is the person who makes it official. Or, or, you know, it's from the in-group. So, for example, if you're a Christian, you think your ways of prophecy, that is speaking in tongues, that is having prophecy, uh-huh. that's official and everything else is considered unofficial. That's their perspective, all right? So that's one approach, the idea that, okay, there's one perspective. What is official? What is considered unofficial? This is religious skepticism. Then there is rationalist skepticism, which views it mm-hmm. all as hackery, that this isn't real, this is charlatanism, this is fake, there is no scientific evidence for So when did they so become God? That's what I want to know. When did they become God? They say what's no, official and unofficial and official right, is official. Right. All this official stuff. Neither of them None of them are, are God, and neither of them are uh, the mm-hmm. arbiters of what is true or what is not. And we're all testaments mm-hmm. to the fact that's untrue. <laughs> but both of these people exist in the contemporary world. So when you talk about going into a room and saying that you are a psychic or you're saying that you're a fortune teller, you're saying whatever, right? You're going to meet skepticism in two different strains, those that view you as a charlatan and those that view that you're doing something that's outside their religious practices and so there's kind of different approaches to those people but both of those responses are something that psychics in the modern world experience right whether you're a charlatan or you're doing something evil yeah well i want to encourage those that are gifted to one you're not crazy okay just learn balance and learn how to sharpen and master your gifts that's all you know find you a good mm-hmm. teacher where you can learn from and and really also, strengthen your gifts because it's important to have mm-hmm. balance and i think that's where uh, uh sometimes we error we become imbalanced in in maybe too left-handed or maybe too right-handed you have to be even-handed in when you're uh uh dealing with the spiritual side um mm-hmm. but i do mm-hmm. know that nowadays you know we're becoming more uh mainstream for example, you see more of us mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. in the movies and on TV shows. You know, it, it's being more outspoken versus you know, hush, hush, oh, don't tell anybody. You know, so. But uh, I just thought that that was a, it was interesting that we are becoming more mainstream. But you well, know, we got to step up. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with who you are. Be who you're supposed to be. Yes. <laughs> it is also learn, develop a sense of humor, and learn snappy responses. Because I remember I was. Um, Mm-hmm. I was in a uh, environment, and uh, I, I mentioned I was passing my cards out, and uh, this woman mm-hmm. looks at me and goes, "Well, well, how do you sleep at night?" And I said, um, "With my," I said, "With my beautiful wife on a big stack of money." That's right. And, uh, That's right. So, mm-hmm. so, uh, so you know, you learn, you learn, um, you learn, you, snap, you just learn snappy. Mar- I mean, you're not going to, you're not going to change anyone's mind by arguing with them. And uh, That's so, right. Um, just learn snappy it. responses and yeah, just uh, uh-huh. just give mm-hmm. it back to them. You know, give it back to them. You and, get get uh, that King Solomon wisdom and uh, uh, work with that, and that way you can know what to say and how to say it. That's right, wisdom and knowledge. Miss 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 Reese in the chat room has said something very interesting here. She said Madame Blavatsky was widely accepted during her time, possibly because of her exoticness. Quote: This is a this is an interesting point that Mrs. Reese is bringing up is that certain people have been mm-hmm. accepted in their times mm-hmm. for being psychic, for being whatnot. And that usually is a, one of two reasons. One, it's a reflection of the time. So Madame Blavatsky lived in an era in which psychism and, and new thought was really flourishing and was seen as a form of science, if you will, or it was this, there was a sort of acceptability to it. Two, the other component of this, and, and both of you please feel free to chime in, is that there are certain practices that have been more accepted than others. So for example, 
card reading has always had, uh, not always, I should say, it's in the modern era in particular, card reading has the connotation of fortune telling, of kind of, oh, the kind of crazy people do card readings. If you're, if you're into card reading, you're a little bit weird. But if, on the other hand, you dream and you believe your dreams, that's a different experience. So there are certain practices that have certain connotations. So it's not just a wholesale response to psychic phenomenon. For example, you'll find mm-hmm. people who believe in astrology, who think astrology is accurate and sort of scientific, mm-hmm. but who will say, yeah, I'm not going to go to a card reader. I don't believe in card mm-hmm. reader. I don't believe in fortune telling, but I believe in my horoscope. So there is accept, there's sort of gradations and spectrums of acceptability when it comes to psychic phenomenon, and you still that see that's that That's not today. called double standard, Conjure and Ali. That's not called double standard totally. or something like that. <laughs> yeah, people well, people you know, have double standards, standards and people are complicated. <laughs> Card reading is fairly yeah. contemporary. You know, the uh, the first written reference in Europe to cards is like uh, the middle of the 15th century, and um, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, you know, tarot cards were um, were invented more or less by a. Uh, there was an artist named Bonifacio Bembo. Did you know that? Um, and he painted this set of cards for the Visconti family of Milan, and they became known as the Tarocci. That was the first set of tarot cards by Bonifacio. Um, bimbo, and they were for card games. And then shortly, uh, you know, sometime during that time period, um, they became became used for a uh, secondary purpose was for fortune telling, and it was believed to be by by the Romani. Um, but mm-hmm. the, it was only like the second half of the 15th century the cards even appeared. So it, for, uh, fortune telling with cards is a very recent thing. People say, oh, it was uh, the, the ancient. Uh, Kabbalists and the Book of Toth from Egypt, and uh, you know that's not historically, um, but the, the symbols Tom, went into question. the tarot. Yeah, yeah. The, now God spoke through the burning bush. If He can speak yep. through the bush, mm-hmm. He can't speak through the cards. I mean, the he can, cards he can speak are through just anything. tools. These exactly. These the, are all um, just tools. Pendulums, cards, brooms, bones, all of this. The idea. Of, the idea is that the universe tries to speak through everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think we should be clear here. Nobody on here is denying that reality. That's true. We all, I mean, we all read cards. We all read a variety of different things. We all acknowledge that as true, that spirit mm-hmm. can speak through whatever medium. And we're never going to convince exactly. people of, of the truthfulness of that. That's not the point of the discussion. The point of the discussion, I think, is to understand the differences in those responses, the, histori- the history behind it, the kind of sociology behind it, because that helps us understand a little bit more about society and what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, for example, um, you know, but, uh, you rightly noted that there is a sort of shift happening now that more and more people are, uh, I think, either aware, either ironically or unironically, aware of psychic phenomenon, interested in psychic phenomenon. They are interested in things like horoscopes. They're interested in things like the tarot. I mean, the millennial generation in particular. Now, that tells us mm-hmm. something, right? That tells us there is a sort of sociological shift or societal shift that's happening, that people may be turning for guidance in this moment of crisis, a sort of existential crisis. So this tells us that things are changing and that people's perceptions can change, that we may not necessarily be able to change people's opinions, but life experience can change people's opinion. The real key for me here is what John St. Germain said in the very beginning, 
And that is you speak your truth and your people will find you. At the end of the day, fortune tellers, psychics, seers, etc., they all work as community figures. They're not just individuals with private gifts. That can also happen, but more often than not, they are gifts put to the service of the community. And the community finds them, whether it was the person who could locate missing objects or missing sheep mm-hmm. or missing people mm-hmm. in your village, or the person you would go to that can diagnose illnesses by laying his hands mm-hmm. or her hands on you. Those people are always found, and they find their, and in turn, the, they serve the community. Now, in the digital era, that often means that you're working with a digital community, right? You may not always be living in a village or town or a small suburb. You may be living in the city, but you find your people and your people find you. They do it online. I mean, all three of us have an online community, wouldn't you say? Yes. An online community yeah. is a question. Mm-hmm. About 85% of my business is off, is not online. Um, I, I, have a, I have a small online community, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but here's the thing, John St. Germain. Do you or do you not run the a radio show? I do have a radio show. Um, you do. do have a radio show. You, you're you here on the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour. You're over in one part of the world. Uh, Miss Lady mm-hmm. Muse is in another place, and I'm in another place. We're not connected in a physical way, but we are connected digitally. And that's the reality of it. We can serve physical clients. I take on real client, physical clients all the time, especially for hands-on cleansing work. Mm-hmm. Well. But in this digital era, things have changed. Our communities have gotten bigger. Even if it's only 10% of the community versus 90% in person, we now have a much wider community, and a much wider audience, if you will, a much wider clientele. And I think that also is reflective of the kind of moment that we're living in and the services that we provide with people. Um, I mean, Lady Muse, people seek you out for help. How do they find you, right? That tells us that there's still that desire to build that connection with the psychic, with the uh, prophet, with the seer, etc. No? True. Yeah, that connection way. is that that's the <laughs> desire to make a to find community and to find help in some way, shape, or form is perennial. Whether you're doing it in the medieval era or you're doing it in 2019, you're still trying to find help. You're still trying to find guidance and seers, prophets, oracles, fortune card readers. It's a really good thing that we have the online communities because that it yeah. it, it broadens the, your territory. You understand? Well, people got maybe they may not be able to get to you, but they can give you a call. They may find you online and they can give you a call. So yes, the online communities is it's a good thing. You know, we have to be found somewhere. You know. Yeah. There's a so question in the that. chat, and this will. We'll end with this last question. This is open for both of you. What kind of challenges do you think modernity brings to psychic readers in terms of the changing relationship with faith leaders, et cetera? So what, what, what do you think modernity brings? And this is the last question. We'll open this up for John. Modern times has popularized um, psychic readings to the point where I think it's to the consumer more than it is to the psychic reader. Um, mm-hmm. um, the, how, do, how does a consumer? How do you become a savvy buyer in anything, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you how do you separate in, in anything? How do you know you're getting um, a quality product? Uh, how do you right, how do you right. educate yourself? Um, um, and I mean, we all hear very sad tales. So Thank you I think for this interesting ch- topic. 
Yeah, I think that's a fantastic yeah. point. I mean, it's, it's changed our relationship with the consumer. I mean, the fact that we're even saying consumer is, is telling of itself. Thank you for yeah. this very interesting conversation and, and, and both of your contributions. We're going to take a quick break, and Papa Newt is going to lead us on. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rupert Tower with your hosts, Contraman Ali and Lady Muse, and this week's special guest, John St. Germain, will be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination and prescribing down-home contra remedies and remediation. Our calling clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo form at form.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through Blog Talk Radio or via telephone by dialing 818-394-8535. If you filled out a client questionnaire at the form, please dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you're available to be on the air. We will select callers by their area code, and if your area code is announced, we'd like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, Papa News, read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our host. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our first caller. And our first caller is calling in from area code 865 in Knoxville, Tennessee. This is Carrie. Carrie, are you there? Uh, yes, can you hear me? I can hear hello? you fine. Welcome. Yeah, hello. <laughs> Welcome to the show. I see this is your first time calling in. Thank you for entrusting us with your uh, situation this evening. Thank you. All right. Thank now you for accepting my call. <laughs> You're welcome. And let's see here. We, you have not had any private readings with Conjurman Ali or uh, uh, Miss Cat, but I do see you had a reading uh, with Balthazar on the 14th of uh, February, and uh, then Miss Athena. Um, was this on the uh, the same situation you're calling in about? It is. All right. Thank you. And uh, Terry Wright. I have recently reunited with an ex-fiancé, but since he has come to me to get back together, he's been uh, alternating between uh, between being sweet and loving to me, being hostile and hurtful, and randomly acting very unlike himself. At one point, he left angry without uh, out of nowhere, saying, the house doesn't want me here. Our relationship had always been good up until we moved into this house. I had a reading which said that there may be a spirit in my home that has attached to my boyfriend, causing his behavior and causing him to leave. Uh, turning back to you, Coach uh, Valley. Oh, I'm so for, sorry. There's a little uh, more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. so sorry. And there is uh, there is there a spirit in my home, and is there uh, the uh, and is this the reason my boyfriend is behaving this way? If so, what can I do? Yeah. Turn it back to you. All right. Thank you uh, for uh, reading that for us, Papa Newt. This is a certainly complicated situation, um, and it seems like you've gone to a few readers. So we're uh, going to kind of look at the situation as it is now. We're not going to be doing a sort of check rating that is to, to kind of verify what, what came before or, or whatnot. We'll simply note that your situation is, is different or there's circumstances that are currently going on, and we're going to try to address those. Your first reader is going to be Lady Muse, who's going to uh, do your reading. But before I turn it over to her, I'm going to ask just some brief questions of you. First, what is your sign of the zodiac? Uh, Libra. You're a Libra. And what is your... Uh, fiance's sign of the zodiac. Aquarius. Aquarius. Okay. Aquarius and Libra aren't a aren't a bad 
connection. Um, now, you said she was your ex fiance and then you reunited. How long were you guys apart? Uh, we were physically apart for a month after he had moved uh-huh. out, uh, but we he, we had lived together for about six months before he moved out while we were no longer together. Okay. So how long were you not together? Seven months. Seven months. Okay. And how long was he your fiancé for? Two years. Okay, great. I'm going to turn this over to Lady Muse, and she's going to do your reading, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Hi, Carrie. How are you, sweetie? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. Well, let's look and see what Spirit has to say as far as what is going on with you and your fiancé. Show us. I'm currently utilizing the Quest Tarot, okay? And you want to know whether or not there is a spirit that has attached itself to your boyfriend, or is there a spirit in the home? Am I understanding this question right? Because you guys have been okay uh, before you moved there, right? Correct. Okay. So now the first card I got is the Father of Wands. Okay, now I'm I'm a little bit, you know, uh, my eyebrows raised here because it's the individual sitting on the book. It looks like they're in the thinking position, all right, and their potion has been spilled over. So I have a quick question. Now, was reconciliation done to bring him back? Uh, um, It's hard to answer because I had started looking on the forum on different things I could do, and at that time I did not want him back. He came to me saying he wanted to get back together. Okay, so I nothing only was done. done. Yeah. You you said you did you did do some things or you didn't do some things. He did an apology, but I had not wanted to get back together with him. He came to me on his own to get back together with me. Okay, okay, because what I see is I see it looks like some um, whatever was done. It, perhaps you guys missed the cleaning up part, okay? So I did get the sun source, so I can see him being a little bit um, mean. We would, I would call like a hard task master, master, okay? Followed by the five of wands, which is a defeat card, okay? I do see the father of stones, and I see him on a journey. So it's like, you know, I can see the back and forth, the tech of war. The tech of war is coming from the, the other side where the root work wasn't cut off, okay? Now, um. When you are dealing with, dealing with reconciliation, you have to clean up the mess that was caused in between before you bring the individual back. Or, but you said you didn't do anything to bring the individual back, but did you even pray that the outside ne- uh, negative influences be removed or any bad feelings between the two of you? Did yes. you pray that that yes. would be cut and cleared yes. away? Okay, good. Okay, because the next card I got is the death card followed by the magician card. So there's definitely a spirit that is in the house, okay? But it, it, it looks like that um, that this is coming from an outside source, okay, with someone that don't want to see you guys together. Okay. Does this make sense? Did you got, Was there anybody that was trying to pull him away that you know of? Yes. Yes, a, okay. a person that I knew of, not a, yeah. Okay, because that's what I'm looking at with this magician card, okay? So this is a skilled okay. individual that tried to do work to pull uh, pull him away. So when he came back, you said you did pray a little bit to get him to come back, and he came back, okay, but he needs to be cleaned up, 
okay? The whole relationship needs to be cleaned up. The uncrossing work needs to be done in order for uh, for the relationship to mend itself properly and he won't be so aggravated. You understand? And going through that back and forth, he's happy one minute and he's not. That That's a spirit. Yes, it is. In answer okay. to your question. Okay. okay. Um, do you have any questions for me? Uh, no, I don't. That was, that was very helpful. Okay. Conjurman Ali? Thanks, Lady Muse. We're going to have John St. Germain do your next reading. All right. Okay. Well, hi, Carrie. Greetings from Knoxville. Uh, greetings uh, from I Knoxville. Hope, yeah. Myself as well. <laughs> yeah, I hope, you, hope you're staying dry. Um, it's raining now even. Um, well, um, I... Uh, Concur with Lady Muse's reading. I'm I'm seeing my, my three cards are the Knight of Wands, the Lovers, and Justice, and uh, mm-hmm. that's very interesting. Um, uh, th- there is a spirit. Um, there's a spirit, spirit that's put on put on the both of you, and it is from an outside source. It's from a jealous rival, from what mm-hmm. I can tell. Um, and um, uh, your boyfriend's not totally. Uh, uh, innocent in this situation, though. Um, there's a there's dishonesty here. He's not being totally honest with you. Um, and uh, for the situation to resolve itself, uh, the two of you must have a discussion, uh, come clean. He he's got to confess mm-hmm. everything he's done. And um, and uh, he's he's uh, uh, he, he's not a bad-hearted fellow, but he he will not. He will not commit to a course of action. There's a lack of commitment to a course of action, and for this relationship to work, he must commit. He, he's mm-hmm. he's uh, wishy-washy. Um, mm-hmm. He 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 just will not take a course of action. And uh, it, it, the thing is, if you make a decision, uh, the the thing is, if you make a decision, you eliminate all the other possibilities. So he 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 wants to go in one direction and another and another and another, and he's not committing to a single course of action. And this is creating imbalance. And so he. Um, he he's an he's easy prey for uh, what what happened before and um um until he makes a, a commitment to a course of action this is going to happen again and again and again so um in order to get the spirit out um uh I, well I'll tell you this a, a man of firm conviction cannot be uh, victimized by this sort of magic uh, a man with strong will can be tempted but he'll throw it off mm-hmm. and uh uh, so I think that's this needs to be done. Um, the lover's card gives me um, indication that there is love between the two of you, strong love, and where love is, God is. And mm-hmm. so uh, prayer uh, can definitely help the situation, but also your boyfriend has to man up. And um, there, there's some there's some good work. There's some good work that can get the spirit out of there, and we'll discuss that in just a little bit. Okay. Yeah, thank you for that. You've received some fantastic uh, readings here, and I think they're they're hitting the money. You know, they're hitting the nail right on the head here. If you don't mind me yeah. asking, how old are um, are are you roughly? I'm forty one. You're forty one, and how uh, old is is uh, he? Forty eight. Forty eight. Okay. The reason I ask this is. Um, Aquarians are, and you said, you said he's an Aquarius, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah. Aquarians find love 
relatively later in life. They also same thing with the when it comes to Johnson, a little bit later in life. So it looks like he's in the right age for it. But the problem is, they're also kind kind of notoriously inaccessible when it comes to their emotions. Which means that they, it's not that they don't have emotions or whatnot, but their emotions are kind of an enigma. Their emotions are very weird, yeah. right? And and I'm, I love my yeah. Aquarian friends as a Taur- as a Taurus. I'm very strong friends with Aquariuses, but they're Emotions are weird. <laughs> That's just the way it is. All Aquarians are like this. Their emotions are kind of un- hard for us to understand, for all the other Zodiac to understand. We don't understand what's going on internally for an Aquarius, which sometimes makes them seem either overly emotional or really cold and unemotional. And the reality is that neither is true. They are just as emotional as any other Zodiac sign. But understanding them is a problem. Now, what does that mean? That means that if there is a spirit in your house, it will exacerbate what's already there. So you can remove this spirit, and that can help to mitigate some of this. But some of this, and I think John John St. Germain was saying this, some of this is him. Some of this is part of who he is as a person. And you're going to have to recognize that, that you can remove this spirit and things will get better but that's not a guarantee that you won't go through something like this again in the future maybe not to this extreme but similar kind of problem with his emotions and you being able to kind of uh, access it and him being kind of hostile and cold and wanted do you understand that yes okay good now you have a now you have a choice do you want to move is the question yes or no Eventually, yes, but okay. it can't happen Here's right the away. Thing. The move eventually is a good thing because if you move, you have a better chance with this relationship. Something okay. needs to shift with uh, an Aquarius, right? Something needs to shift because they can end up getting stuck in a kind of a contemplative, moody state, and that's just the Saturn in them, right? So move eventually. Plan on it together. Until you can okay. move, you need to do a cleansing. So what I want you to do is get a cup of water, get fresh water. It should be spring water, not tap water. Pour this into a glass of some sort, a cup. Pray over it Psalm 10 and sprinkle some salt. Leave this in the house somewhere near a door. It should be the bedroom door. It should be a room door or the front door. You're going to leave it, and you're going to get up the next day, and you're going to take a look at that water. And the water, you'll know if it's caught a spirit. If there's a lot of bubbles in it, you've got yourself a spirit. You're going to take that water, and you're going to take it to a running river or a cemetery. You're going to pour it out, turn around, walk away without looking back. When you get back home, what I want you to do is get rue, pine needles, basil, sprinkle this on some charcoal. You can place the charcoal in a sensor or a thurible or some type of kind of heat-proof dish. You're going to light that charcoal, sprinkle your herbs on them, rue, pine needles, and basil, rue to remove all jinxes, pine needle to remove ghosts, basil to remove evil and to bring peace. And you're going to go room to room and you're going to recite Psalm 10, wafting up that smoke. Now, if it doesn't smoke a lot, you can add just a little bit of uncrossing 
uh, oil. The oil itself will kind of smoke up very nicely. It's very fragrant. Just take the uncrossing oil, just drop it a little bit, just a dab or two on top of the herbal mixture, and that'll give you a good, solid, strong smoke. And you're going to waft it and use your hand. You can waft it into the corners. You're going to smoke all the rooms, smoke everywhere, reciting Psalm 10 in each room that you go in. Open up all doors. Once you've, you've incensed the house, you need to open all doors, all windows, and let the smoke dissipate out of the house. Take the remnants of the incense, the ashes, go to a crossroads and dispose of it over your left shoulder. Walk back home or drive back home or come back home, whatever. When you're at your house, then take peace water and sprinkle it around your home particularly around the bed, in the kitchen. These are the two places where fights uh, can spring up. So you want to sprinkle the peace water. If you can't get peace water, you can also use Peaceful Home uh, sachet powders, and you're going to rub those powders into the ground. This will shift it, and you'll sense it. The house will smell different. The house will feel different. It'll be lighter. It'll be more pleasant. This is a great way of cleansing out spirits, but then also ensuring that for the time being, as long as you're staying there until you guys can move out, that you will have serenity in the home. I highly recommend that you keep a ongoing sugar jar in your house. What you can do is take a photo of you and your fiancé, wrap this around a vanilla bean stalk, place this at the bottom of a box of sugar or or some type of container of sugar, fill it with sugar granules. Every day when you wake up, you are going to stir that sugar and then use it in your cooking or in your coffee, put it in his coffee, put it in your coffee, so that you are ingesting the prayers of serenity and peace and sweetness between the two of you. Keep this sugar box even when you move so that you can help mitigate some of his darker moods, some of his more hostile moods, because he's going to have them. Those are not going to go away. Like I said, Aquarians have some kind of strange moods and mood swings. They're very pensive by nature. They can get very cold. And that's not because they're bad. That's just because of the way they process emotions and, and how they struggle through them. So just be aware of that, that you may still see that. If you do, that's not an indication that the spirit is back. That's just him. You're going to ensure that the spirit doesn't exacerbate that with the working that I just gave. So this is my recommendation. Let's see if John St. Germain or Lady Muse have anything additional that they'd like to add to this. Oh, I do, yeah. Um, to um, th- this, this can be a combination. It can uh, help get rid of that spirit and also get rid of um, when, when, uh, when a couple has tension between them, it can it can charge the room, charge the entire house with a uh, with hostility. It can also feed that negative spirit. Mm. So uh, it, it's like fuel for that spirit. Uh, so this is something you can you can do uh, that's that's very good for this condition. Um, and even uh, I think constant tension uh, and and pain because what's going on between you and your boyfriend is very painful. Uh, it can even attract. Mm that spirit back once it's gone. So uh, get a bay leaf and on it, uh, on it, inscribe, um, inscribe uh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit on one side. On the other side, uh, inscribe your name and your boyfriend's name and put 
um, uh, put, you know, you know, and, and peace will be in this house. And then uh, get you some bluestone. Oh, are we out of time? <laughs> yeah, uh, just we're quickly going to wrap that up. Okay, bluestone and crossroads dirt, and grind them together, and rub it on that on that leaf, and then burn it, and so fumigate your house with that. Okay. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you for that, John, uh, and thank you for for calling in and trusting us with the situation. We do wish you all the best. Let us know how things uh, go. Um, and, and I do think that there's a little bit of a, a light at the end of the tunnel. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to have Papa Newt lead us on to our next caller. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com, and by the Association of Independent Readers and Rootworkers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners, located online at readersandrootworkers.org and by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our next client, and our next client is a return client calling in from area code 470 in Georgia. This is Shay. Shay, are you there? Hi. Hi. Welcome back to the show. I see that you called us back about uh, 2017, was it? Yeah. Oh, welcome back. Now, I see that for the situation, you have not gone to Ms. Kat Contramental Lee. You've had past readings with Ms. Aida, but no other reader or reworker on this situation. Is that correct? No. All right. And she writes, I feel like uh, someone has something on me. I'm blocked in every area of my life. I recently lost everything I have from my job to my apartment. I have nothing and just want to know if I'll, uh, if I'll, I'll all of this uh, is just bad luck or uh, did somebody have, uh, did somebody cross me up? Uh, Terry, back to you, Congressman Ali. Thanks for that, uh, Papa Newt. Um, I'm going to do your first reading, and then we're going to have uh, John St. Germain do your reading, and then, of course, Lady News will give you uh, some real work recommendations. So let me ask you a couple of questions uh, from you. What kind of the zodiac are you? A Pisces. You're a Pisces, okay. Uh, and also, how roughly how old are you? Um, 36. You're 36, so you're well out of your Saturn return. Um, there, there is something going on here in your, in your situation. Um, having bad luck is not a normative experience. So whenever someone asks me, yeah, I'm having bad luck, does that mean that I'm dealing with something spiritual? The answer is always yes. The question is whether someone is doing it to you or not is a different matter entirely. And what do I mean by this? The normal experience particularly within the cosmology of hoodoo, is that you are blessed and fortunate, and you have love and money and happiness and whatnot. And when you don't have those things, something has gone wrong. Something has gone astray. This is why hoodoo, all hoodoo, all conjure, is viewed as a form of healing. You are healing some aspect of fate, F-A-T-E, in your life. You don't have money, something's gone wrong, let's restore. You don't have love, Something's gone wrong. Let's restore. So this is important to recognize. When bad luck happens, when things go wrong, that means that you are experiencing a supernatural or spiritual experience. The question is whether or not 
um, this is done by someone else or, or something else. So first and foremost, the very first card that I have is the Queen of Cups, and the Queen of Cups represents you. Pisces, though a Jupiter uh, ruled by Jupiter, very expansive sign, is, is very water-oriented. Right? So here we have the Queen of Cups sitting at the throne. The water comes and goes. The tides change, but she remains in there. She experiences those tides. Though in the long run, her throne will remain unmoved, she does feel the water lapping up at her feet. She has a, a golden goblet in her hand that is enclosed, and she peers into it. Jay, you have some spiritual abilities, very clearly so. Uh, you have the ability to dream true if you develop that skill. That, that can, be of great, uh, can be of great use to you. You should consider doing some type of uh, psychic development work. But also because you, you are a Pisces, the two signs that are most vulnerable to the kind of ebb and flow of life is Pisces and Cancer. Those two signs can be thrown askew when things go wrong, when life changes, when the tides become rocky. Both of those figures feel it and feel it acutely. And that's part of what's going on here. You are experiencing a spiritual upheaval, and it is having a deeper impact on you than, say, it would have on a Capricorn or someone else, simply because of who you are as a person. You feel deeply, and you are spiritually attuned. So this is here both a gift, but also something that you will need to temper and learn to control, that when things happen in your life, you must remain steady. So doing some type of work that builds in that steadiness is going to be good for you. For example, building, uh, building some root work around a Queen Elizabeth root that you will work with and hold and manipulate in your hands, physically touch, tactile, will be great as to kind of ground you and root you. A master root can also do the same thing. We'll let Lady Muse kind of direct you on that. Uh, the next card that we have here is the Two of Swords. The Two of Swords shows us an individual who is unable to see forward, and they are crossed. They have uh, uh, swords crossed across their chest. So here we have in both instances an indication that you are unable to see. In one instance, the Queen of Cups is peering into the goblet, but the goblet is entirely enclosed. And here you have an individual that is blindfolded. So you have a natural gift that is being stunted and, and kept from helping you see truly. You should do some work yes. for clarity work. Absolutely clarity work. Consider doing um, work with Basil Bay, etc. to open up the eyes, to help build your psychic abilities so that you can see through the mud, see through the murkiness of your life experiences to what is really going on and build on that. This is not what I would say is a case of someone directly trying to destroy you, but rather of you experiencing a jinxed condition. In hoodoo, there is a difference between a, a crossed condition and a jinxed condition. Jinxed condition is when you, things go wrong. It is spiritual in nature, it is messy, but it can be unjinxed. You are not facing an uphill battle with an enemy. Instead, you need to unjinx your situation and then open yourself up to your own psychic abilities. Once you're able to do that, once you build your clarity, I sense that you are going to have a strong transformation and transition and things will start to look up. The Three of Pentacles is the final card, indicating here that you need to work on this steadily to build a foundation for 
from the ground up. This is going to require introducing a, a more enduring spiritual practice, whether that means going to church, praying to your ancestors regularly, so on and so forth. You need something to ground you, and that you should bring on the help of guides. One of the guides may be spiritual, for example, an ancestor who will walk you through the situation, and the other will be a root worker or magical coach that can help you build your practice. This is going to be the key to your situation. If you can do that, if you can develop a relationship with spirit, be it your guardian angel, your ancestors, etc., and you build a relationship with a teacher who will help guide you through this process, you will be able to walk out of this current mess. You need to do some unjinxing work and then some strong psychic vision slash clarity work. And the combination of the two will be deeply, deeply, and profoundly empowering, helping you to both tap into your abilities and to walk away from this current mess all the better. This is my root work, uh, or this is my reading for you. I'm going to turn this over to John St. Germain, who's going to do your next reading, and then we'll have the lovely Lady Muse come in and give you some root work recommendation. Oh, thanks so much, Conjurman Ali. That's I can't wait to I can't wait to add to that. Um, it's this is a very important reading. Um, wh- uh, what's your name again? The, the phone cut out. I couldn't. I didn't get your name. Shay. Shay, that's right. Thank you, Shay. Um, you're at a very important time of your life. Um, uh, Conjurman Ali is spot on with that. You're uh, you're a natural um, you're a natural medium. Now, uh, do you see spirits? You, yes. Uh, you, I'm sorry. What? Yes. Yeah, and and it scares you sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to tell you the cards I have right before me. Spirit uh, put this out here. It's very important for you. Uh, it's the Five of Pentacles, Death, and the Fool, and this uh, this is a very important thing for you. Um, the Fool is a very important card. Um, the fool is about to step off a solid ground into the spirit world. He's about to drop the white flower. This is the innocence. He's carrying his baggage behind him. The baggage he's also about to leave behind. The baggage is the past. The past no longer works for you. What you've tried to do in the past just won't work. This means that whatever you've tried to do for a living before, no satisfaction. The relationships, the people, no satisfaction. Doesn't work for you. Whatever people have tried to tell you to do with your life doesn't work. Nothing works before. Nothing the um, stepping off a of solid ground into the world of spirit, very scary, very scary. That's why we have the death card. Death, uh, they say it doesn't mean death. Well, sometimes it does. That means dead people. You know, that means you look out, when you look out into the world, it's like looking at a funeral parlor. You see dead people, and they're trying to get a message through to you. The uh, Five of Pentacles shows people that don't have anything walking by a church, uh, that means you get rid of everything, and this is what I think has happened. If you don't voluntarily leave the physical world, the material world, it can be taken away from you. Um, so the fool uh, is not an idiot. A lot of people say, well, you're about to do something foolish. That's not what the fool is. Traditionally, the fool was the person who voluntarily left the world in search of enlightenment, and everybody else thinks he's an idiot. Yes. You know, when you walk... Yeah, yes. right, Ali, right? Yep. Yeah, I just, uh, I just wanted to testify to that. Yeah. Yes. 
Yes, uh, because uh, if you look in mythology, uh, the fool, the jester, is the one that tells the king the truth when nobody else will. And uh, he's he's the hermit in the cave. And everybody thinks, look at that idiot up there in the cave. You know, we're out here uh, drinking and whoring and having a great time, and he's up there in his loincloth in the cave. What does he know? Well, he's the Buddha, right? He's Jesus out in the wilderness. So the fool is the fir- the per- He's us. We are the fool. You know, that's the card I picked to represent the psychic reader. That's us. We are the fools. We're the ones everybody laughs at, and we're the ones that know the truth. So this is you. This is you stepping off the cliff into the abyss, right, into the universe, into spirit. And this is what spirit wants for you. And so don't be afraid. Just like that. Mm, thank fool, you for that, John. Stepping off. Right. Yes, don't be afraid. You you are blessed. That's a fantastic reading there. Fantastic reading, and I think he's he's nail on the head with that. Um, if you if you have an opportunity, look up that fool card, right? Oh, I because am so yeah. Right. And look at the symbols. Yeah, look at the symbols. Yeah, and you know look what? At the symbols. I am so happy you called. I am so happy you called. Praise God! I am so happy you called. <laughs> yeah, amen Thank to that. You. you definitely, definitely, uh, that's a phenomenal reading. This, is, this has made my, my night. It's made my night. It's made my week. Thank you for calling. <laughs> We're going to turn this over to the wonderful uh, Lady Muse, who uh, herself is very deeply gifted, and I think is the right person to help kind of give you root work recommendation on what to do with your situation. Okay. Hello, Shay. How are you, sweetheart? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I was just thinking about what uh, these two great gentlemen were saying to you, and um, the card I pulled was the alchemy card, okay? So I do see in, in my deck uh, it has a the yin-yang symbol pulled apart with the alchemy card, okay? And it has this white milky substance around it. So I, I see that there is some things that are a bit unbalanced. And you did say you were a Pisces, right? Yes. Okay, I have this great affirmation, and it's out of uh, Dorothy Morrison's book. She has a great book called Everyday Sun Magic, okay? And it's not about the tradition that it comes from. It's the words that that are in here that are quite powerful, you know, that I really like. And I want you to listen Mm -hmm, to this. mm -hmm. It says, I am the power, the magic, the key. All that I touch reflects each of these. My magic is strong. Each effort flows true. I steer clear. I, I'm sorry. I see clear results in all that I do. I trust myself, for I am the key, the power, the magic. I am all three. And I, I like this number three. I tell you because you know today's the third. Okay, we are in the third mm-hmm. month. If you do 2019, we're, we're in threes. Exactly. So you know, spirit is leading me to give you three things to do. Okay, so now with that, you want to make sure that you cleanse yourself, okay? And this is, this is some simple items that I'm sure you can get your hands on, sage, hyssop, wahoo, okay? And when you're in taking this cleansing bath, I want you to focus on everything being stripped away, every negative, every doubt, everything that would have you second-guessing your gifts, because I know sometimes you're wondering, is that me, or am I really hearing that? Is, uh, is that am I really seeing that, or is that true? I know you second-guess yourself a lot. Okay, but it's okay. I know you see that the things that you see that you dream, sometimes the things that you speak will happen. Well, taking this cleansing bath, I want you to focus on anything negative being stripped away and that you're being able to have clear vision and focus on that mantra. 
okay? And also, you want to utilize things like uh, Conjuran Ali said earlier, the master route, the Queen Elizabeth route. You want to get you a mastery bag. If you could get your hands on a mastery bag, that would be very, very good, helpful to you. Each day, uh, you want to align yourself with the with the ashe of the planets as they align. If you can align your energy with the planetary energy for that specific day, it would also help your day go a lot better. It will help you in your spiritual growth. Do you have any questions so far? Mm, no, ma'am. Okay, so that's the three things for the cleansing, all right? Now, and then I told you about the mastery bag. Okay, now you also want to do some protection work around yourself as well, all right? Um, and you can use things like angelica root, bay, maharam. This is something that you can also make as a bath, okay, as a tea, okay? Not mm. only can you use these things to clean your house and to protect your home, you can also use it for yourself, on your person. You can even use these teas in bath, I mean, in um wash water in your laundry, things of that nature, okay? And one more thing I want to tell you, to plug into your ancestors, because that's your first line of defense, okay, is your ancestors. So yes. build you an ancestor yes. altar. It doesn't have to be very elaborate. It can be something as simple as a picture, and if you don't have a picture, you can put their names in the frame, and I'm telling you something simple, okay, so that you can do quickly. As we are approaching on the dark of the moon here, what, in three days? Uh, Wednesday, right? Okay, so here we go with those three. Yep. So this is a good time for you to get started, girl. And after the dark of the moon, then you can start building yourself, doing things, doing works, and taking baths that can build you, like money drawing, success, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay? You have any questions so far? Um, what was the thing you said, do the cleansing with sage, hyssop, and wahoo? Uh-huh. And then you can use the Psalms 51 and 7, purge me, hyssop, wash, wash me and make me clean. Psalms mm. 51 and 7. Very good for that one. Okay? okay. You have any other questions, okay. sweetheart? No, thank you. Absolutely. This is You're fantastic. This is fantastic, fantastic work. This is why I said Lady Muse was the perfect person to give you this recommendation because I'm telling you right now, when she was talking about threes and that affirmation, I had my I had myself on mute, but I was mumbling amen as she was going along because this is exactly what you need. And that affirmation is so perfect for you as a Pisces and so perfect for your particular situation, the ability to see with clarity. That is going to be the key for you. I highly, the only thing that I'm going to add to this, and this is not an, a, a, you know, an adjustment. This is a phenomenal working that I wouldn't want to touch because it's perfect the way it is. But consider to bringing on some oils that you will use regularly to anoint yourself. Uh, Psychic vision, crown of success, Mm -hmm. Queen Elizabeth root oil. When you you are saying that affirmation in the morning, I I, I don't know why people have stopped doing this, but oil yourself. I used to, the tradition I grew up with, when that came to hoodoo, we oiled ourselves daily. Every morning you got up before you left, you either dusted your shoes, you had powders in your Mm -hmm. shoes, or you put oils on Mm -hmm. your feet, your hands, and your head. And if you didn't do it, guess who did it? Your grandmother did it for you. Mm -hmm. Or your mother did it. You would come before you stepped out. They would oil your head so that you would have success Mm -hmm. wherever you went. So you consider consider that when you're saying that affirmation, you take those oils in your hand, you rub them on your hand, you anoint your feet, and you rub it very gently through your hair, on your head, right on your forehead. You say that, and I think you'll you'll be good to go. This is this is a phenomenal, phenomenal working. Uh, John, so can I do you have anything more than one uh, oil? Said? Oh, absolutely. Sorry, 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's you more putting than your one. armor on. Yes, you can. Yeah, it's putting your armor exactly. on. Mm-hmm. You John, did you have anything you want to add to this? Um, what those other roots? Uh, maybe a Saint Ignatius root. Ah, Carry them yeah. in a bag. That's a Saint Ignatius. Yeah, that would be great oh, okay. for self-discipline and empowerment. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's great. Great. I couldn't recommend mm-hmm. that more. Uh, listen, uh, thank you for trusting us with your situation. I have no doubt mm-hmm. that you are going to come through uh, at the end of this, and then you're going to be better for it. You are going through something transformative. Build your power. Build your strength, as everyone said here, and you are going to, to have a very bright future ahead of you. Thank you for trusting us. Let us know how things turn out. We are going Bless to take uh, Many blessings quick... to you, Shay. Many blessings. We're going to take a quick break for a network announcement, and then Papa Newt is going to lead us on to our free spell. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie. Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain. Tuesdays, 5 to 6. Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse. Fridays, 4 to 5. And The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay. Fridays, 6 to 7. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment with John St. Germain of johnstgermain.com in Knoxville, Tennessee. Take it away, John. Uh, thank you, Papa Newt. Um, this is a, a matchbook charm or a matchbox charm. Um, you get your little uh, box of penny matches that you can carry in your pocket. You take the matches out and you cut the heads off of three of them and you put them in the matchbox. And then you take um, three dried peas and put them in the matchbox. And then you take three grains of paradise, put them in the matchbox. And uh, then you take a lucky mojo bean and put it in the matchbox. And then you write your. Um, your petition and take a piece of brown paper that's about two inches by two inches and write your petition. And your petition will be, uh, I am joyous, I am prosperous, I am lucky, and I am loved. And you sign your name on it and um, fold it in force and put it in your matchbox and you carry it with you. Put three coffee beans in there as well. My grandma used to say that um, that mm. gives you energy and vigor. And uh, she also said the spirits like coffee. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and, and mm-hmm. you know, you know, uh, uh, sometimes she put a. Uh, uh, we all like. Uh, she put a cocoa <laughs> bean in there too. Sometimes she said spirits like mm. chocolate. So uh, uh, fold it up in there and carry that with you. And uh, you can also put a silver dime in there if if you like for prosperity. Um, you make a collection in your matchbox of things. You know, you can also do this. Uh, uh, to honor your ancestors, put a little item that belonged mm. to your grandfather or something in there as well, or a little photograph, and you carry this with you. When you're through with it, when you've achieved your goal, um, you just bury it, and the matchbox will dissolve and give the ingredients back to the earth. They deteriorate. It's a time-release spell. I'll tell you more about oh, matchbox wow. spells some other time. A time-release spell. Oh, I t- like that. No. Give us a little bit of the matchbox, because this is most people, I would venture to say, have not heard about matchbox No, spells. they have not. Even my, though my, they're very old my school. My aunt did them. 
Yeah, very old school. Yeah. Well, say you're doing a a, a time a, a work on someone and you want it to work for about a week or so, like a love mm-hmm. spell. You put the ingredients in a matchbox and you bury it near their porch, and the matchbox mm-hmm. will eventually deteriorate and release the spell. Or you want to hot mm-hmm. foot or jinx someone, you would put the ingredients in a matchbox and put it near their doorstep, and they'll walk over it every day. But eventually, it's it will deteriorate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These are matchbox spells. Very word. old school. Yeah. Very and, and, and very I've not ever seen these in any book. In any book. Um, yes. It, yes. I, I may put it in a book. I'm going to write a book on sneaky tricks, and uh, <laughs> I may put. I'm going to put a chapter on matchbox mm-hmm. spells. But also, if you're doing gambling. You you put your yeah. gambling uh, and and you put it right there on the table in front of people and they just mm-hmm. think it's a box of matches you use to light your cigar mm-hmm. with. Yeah, I, I think like what's that. so great about I them like and it. and you're right, they are not written in any book, but there is an oral tradition of of, of matchbox tradition. Yeah, uh, spells. Yeah. What's interesting is that you there's they're kind of there's two paths here you're talking about. One, the very traditional lucky charm, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone used to have one back in the day. I mean, can you, can you both testify? I mean, the, people used to carry them in their pockets. Guess what? Barack Obama used to have his lucky charms in his pockets all the time. This idea of yes, carrying a lucky charm with you, whether it was a coin or something, and some of it were small containers. Uh, in Latin American culture, particularly in Mexico and Peru and, and places, you would find them as bottle, mini little bottle spells that you would carry on. You could also find them as matchboxes. In the South, very much matchboxes. You'd put them in little small containers that you'd carry with them and you would build your luck on it. I mean, I love the idea of adding a coffee bean to that because to feed the spirits. I mean, that's so, so cool. But you're also using it here as a sneaky trick. So you've got like double uses mm-hmm. for matchboxes. In addition to being able to kind of build a, a lucky charm that you carry with you for a particular purpose, I want to get lucky in this thing, I want to get gambling, you know, whatever it is, you carry it with you easy. It conceals your work. That's the whole purpose of a mojo in the first place, right? You conceal it. Mm-hmm. You're able to carry it. No one knows what it is. It just looks like a box of matches. But you can also, as you rightly put it out, use it as a sneaky trick. Like, wow, fantastic is that? It makes it so easy to bury because imagine you're not sitting there with a trowel digging a hole trying to bury a big old jar. <laughs> right, or, or, right. Or, wow, you've got this small matchbox. Also, also think of this. Suppose you're over at a, a person's house and, you know, you want to lay a sneaky trick on them. You just put a matchbox mm-hmm. in there their catch-all drawer, and it will sit there forever. Oh, they yeah. just think it's a yeah because a box of matches in their catch-all drawer. Uh, it'll just sit there forever, and they, they'll never even think about it. I mean, who who's going to think about a box of matches in their drawer? It's all you know, no yeah. one, no one. Will. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Miss Michael says in the chat. I once had a local client ask me for a protective charm for a friend who had passed, not for him to protect her, but for her to protect and heal his spirit. I made her a tiny package spell and told her to sew it inside the belt of her friend. That's really cool. Yeah, these little small cool. package charms, <laughs> lucky, uh, I mean container spells and lucky charms. They are they're old school and they they represent a particular mm-hmm. way of working of concealing your magic, of hiding your magic, mm-hmm. of of being able to be sneaky. Uh, and they're so cool. This is a, this is such a fantastic spell. And a really great combo, too. I mean, the use of, of mojo beans. Yes, it is. You don't see that very often, right? No, you mm-hmm. don't. John, are you going to bring that to the uh, festival, the Hoodoo Heritage Festival? You should bring a, a sample of it. What, a matchbox spell? A box, yes, yes. I, I could. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this, sure. this would sure, be a could, yeah. very interesting um, workshop, I think, matchbox spells. 
I really you do. can also yeah, make them in aspirin cool. tins if you want them to last longer. Put uh-huh. them in aspirin tins. Oh yeah, yep. and the aspirin tins I've I've seen before, as well as the medicine bottles yep. back in the day. They were really popular, yep. particularly in the Delta, right? The medicine bottles you would right. find, yeah. little little just little mm-hmm. medicine bottles that they, people would pack with either as Lucky Charm or as a sneaky trick or as a bottle spell. Um, mm-hmm. These kind of regional variations of hoodoo are always so cool. The historian and folklorist in me is all excited, going, "Oh yes, this is so." Fantastic. So thank you for, for this spell, uh, and thank you for sharing with you're us. You're welcome. I think you, you're welcome. you've lit everyone's, you've lit everyone's uh, imagination, and everyone in the chat room is talking about, I absolutely love this, says Ms. Reese. Ali Mundo is like, no, just sell I'm, I'm not, Hey, I've, I've got a million of them. I've got a million of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was such a, such a great use. Uh, so thank you both for um, a, a wonderful, wonderful show, a very interesting conversation you know, that we all had. Um, yes. It's been so it's been so fun having you all here. We're gonna uh, we're reaching the end of our our episode, so just wanted to quickly remind everyone before we bring Papa Nude in to kind of lead us uh, on to the ending. Uh, if you haven't had a chance, go over to the Facebook page of Lucky Mojo. Check out those GoFundMe page, pages and and uh, options to help out the people who are currently going through uh, the flood experience, who are going through this kind of the experience of extreme weather. Help out in any way that you can, and if you can't help out, make sure you light that candle and say that prayer again thank you john st germain for a great topic and for being our guest and to lady muse who is uh, our wonderful wonderful uh guest uh co-host today it was so fun having you all we are going to have papa newt come in and uh, lead us on to our ending Thank you, Conjurman Ali, and thank you, Lady Muse, for being our special co-host today. And thank you, John St. Germain of johnstgermain.com in Knoxville, Tennessee, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when our special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers will be Papa G. Uh, of southernfolkmagic.com in Nashville, Tennessee, bringing us the topic on the human element in root work. Once again, we come to an end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Conjurman Ali at theconjurman.com in Mission Viejo, California, and Lady News at thehouseofselfempowerment.com in uh, Victorville, California. I'm your announcer, Papa New, joining you from papanew.com in Omaha, Nebraska. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com slash HTML. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to say thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you'll hear the familiar strength of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Thanks, Papa Newt, for uh, that lovely outro, if you will. Couldn't have done this show without you. Uh, next week, we will have Miss Cat and Nagashiba back. I'm looking forward to it very much. Uh, thank you all for tuning in to the Lucky Mojo Rootworks Hour. This wouldn't have been possible without all the lovely people in the chat room who tune in. Uh, Alchemical Artisans Hour, Angela L., Kali Mojo Girl, Cousin Joshua, Miss Michael, Miss Athena, Miss Reese, Anaki Muse, all you uh, who participate and follow along weekly, uh, you're really the reason why this show is the success that it is. Finally, don't forget that the Hoodoo Heritage Festival is coming up soon, only in a couple months. If you haven't gotten your yes. tickets, 
go and head over to hoodooheritagefestival.org and get your tickets. You don't want to miss out on these fantastic workshops that are being put forth. This is going to be the last festival on the uh, Lucky Mojo ground, so you don't want to miss out on those tons of free work, tons of free spells, tons of free books. So definitely go check them out. That's it for me today. Have a great week, and I will see everyone next Sunday. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye.